Hey y'all, before we jump into today's episode, we would like to invite you to a special event we're hosting on May 30th called Women in Whiskey. Join us for an adult field trip filled with Southern fun at the Jack Daniels Distillery right here in our home state of Tennessee. Get ready to learn while sipping. We will be taking a private tour of the distillery, enjoy a barbecue lunch on the beautiful hillside, and partake in early happy hour with cocktails provided by Jack Daniels as we listen in on a conversation with women who work in the industry. The conversation will be led by yours truly, your hosts of the Steel Magnolias podcast. Learn more about the event at steelmagnoliaspodcast.com. You can grab your tickets there and we cannot wait to see you on May 30th. And now on with the show. Austin City Limits is the longest-running music series in American television history and the only television program to ever receive the National Medal of Arts. Join us at the table as we discuss PBS's Austin City Limits. I'm Lainey. And I'm Martha. And we are... Steel Magnolias, the strength of steel with the grace of a magnolia. We are here to have uplifting conversations about life in the South, and we've got plenty of room at our table, so pull up a chair. Welcome back to the show. We are starting November off with a fun topic, but before we do that... I thought it would be interesting since a lot of focus in November is gratefulness, thankfulness. We've gotten past the start of fall. We're not quite to Christmas yet. So really we're supposed to be, you know, taking time to remember and think about things we're thankful for and not to sound cliche, but we are thankful for our listeners. And So much. Yeah. And there's sometimes, you know, times when we'll get messages from you guys and it's very very encouraging to us when we do get those messages we see reviews from time to time and in an effort to say thanks and to receive thanks we wanted to encourage you all to leave reviews on whatever podcast platform you listen on there's so many out there most of you guys listen on apple podcasts and there's definitely an easy way for you to leave a review on that platform. So just give us five stars and tell us what you think about the podcast, why you think people should listen, what you love about it. Now, to encourage you guys to do that, because I do realize it does take some time and effort to do that. Not long. Not that long. (laughs) Takes 30 seconds, but it does take effort. I'm not above also deleting an email or deleting requests to leave a review. But just to incentivize you guys, we wanted to let you know that if you'll take a screenshot and of your review and message that to us either through Instagram or Facebook or email us and we read your review or your commentary on the show this month and we will send you some swag. So that's your incentive to do so. I'll go ahead and kick off this week's messaging from our sweet friend Carla. She lives all the way up in New Hampshire but she was born in the South and she loves the podcast. She's been missing the South like real bad. So she has a longer message than what I'm going to read. But the short of it was I sort of stumbled on your podcast. I don't even know how, but it has just filled my heart more than I could say. It's been an answer to that prayer to just hear y'all chatting and being sisters. It's exactly what I needed. 
Thank you for blessing my heart so much. Blessing my heart. That is that the correct is so use of wonderful. bless your heart, blessing That's my right. heart. That is not the trite way that people think bless your heart is always That's used in the right. South. That is the correct way to use it. So thank you, Carla. And thank you for showing the world how to correctly use that forsaken <laughs> phrase. Um, yes. So Carla, you're getting some swag and I've already reached out to you this week for your address. So I love it. Y'all do that. All the ways to contact us will be in today's show notes and you can follow us on Instagram and Facebook or message us through email. Okay. Austin you, City Limits. You mentioned that, that that Austin City Limits has received the National Medal of Arts and that is the nation's highest award for artistic excellence. I felt like that was impart- important to say because only television program to ever receive it. That's that is pretty special. Yeah. Sometimes when these awards are given, like we don't know the clout that they right. carry if that's not our industry or we don't really know anything about that name of that award. I think a lot of us do know Time Magazine and ACL, Austin City Limits, <laughs> was recently recognized by Time Magazine as one of the 10 most influential music programs of all time. That's well, it's next year is their 50th year. Yeah. So that's a lot of decades of influence. A lot. A lot. So yeah, we wanted to cover this topic and it's been on my list for a while. Share some history on it, talk about why it's important and just what it's meaning for culture, yeah. for southern culture. Well, I grew up watching our dad watch Austin City Limits. He mm-hmm. was quite the PBS watcher. He yes. loved that show, Mystery. Mystery. Oh my goodness, so many mysteries. Like, there's so episodes. many shows that I knew the music yes. from, because I didn't really watch them. Yeah. But they the were opening on. sketch, yes. I can see it now. You know, when we had, what, all of, what, four or five stations, stations to yeah. choose yeah. from. Yeah. So, yeah, dad With was the a dial. Big... That's right. Yeah. If you know, you know. So, dad... Watched a lot of Austin City Limits in the 70s, and so that means I heard a lot of Austin City Limits. Yeah, yeah. And he still loves music, and he still listens to a lot of the artists that we're going to talk about <laughs> today that have been frequenter frequenting that stage a lot. But yeah. Well, one thing I was thinking as I was looking through, one of the things on their website that was so much fun for me to look at was the anthology of who all's been on. Mm, you just yeah. go through, like, yeah. I think they might have it alphabetical. Nice. And so I was thinking, if you just wanted to be, okay, this show started, maybe I don't know if I should go, I'll go ahead and go into this. Yeah. It started more with country music. Yes. Yes. Then it kind of went into later yeah. a little bit more rock. Yeah. And now it's all branches of yes. music. Yes. So anyhow, with that progression happening, mm-hmm. I was thinking if you really wanted to just know like, hey, wh- who are the hip artists right yes. now? Yes. Check out who's been on Austin City Limits of and that'll late. get you started, yes. right? That is such a good idea. Yeah. I'm going to talk a little bit about um, some of the progression over the years that you've it's seen because it is interesting how it's progressed. But yeah, Willie Nelson recorded the original pilot episode of Austin City Limits on October 17th, 1974. Now think about it, at that time, he was not like the musical icon that he is today. He was an artist, but he wasn't. Mom has a funny story Willie of working Nelson. in a record studio here in nashville and 
she wasn't sure if there was a homeless person that was coming to the door. It turns out it was Willie Nelson. But yeah, she was, yeah. A, she was a little afraid being the only person at the <laughs> office because I think it was like lunch hour or something. Yeah. But you know, it's funny. I'll put the link to that, uh, that performance in our show notes because it is up on YouTube. So yeah. it's fun to watch. I couldn't help but notice how Willie starts the performance by saying in this tone. All right. All right. All right. Did he? Now, what, is that Aust- what that came from? What Austin resident do you think of when you hear that? That's hilarious. I did not know. I haven't watched that. Or if I have, it's been a long time. So that's great. So if you don't know what I'm talking about, that's coined with Matthew McConaughey. I mean, I feel like that's what most people, when they're doing an impression of him. Absolutely. That's what they do. I mean, he still says that today. I don't know if he got that from Willie, but that is how Willie starts that performance. Well, and did that come from his character in... Dazed and Confused Dazed was the and movie. Confused. Is that when he very first used that? Or is it just that tone was kind of... No, he definitely said that in the okay. movie. Yeah. Because he says it all the time. Yes. So. Yes. So I just thought that was kind That's of a hilarious. funny side note. Uh, yeah. So originally in Studio 6A was where these were recorded. Original home of television studio WLRU. Formerly... Excuse me. I said W. It's KLRU. That's right formerly KLRN at the University of Texas at Austin. So for 36 seasons, that's where that they was were. the studio that spotlighted all of these legendary artists. Now, now legendary artists, then not, you know, up and coming, I guess. Innovators like Ray Charles, Merle Haggard, Loretta Lynn, Stevie Ray Vaughan, Bonnie Raitt, Johnny Cash, Dolly Parton, Pearl Jam. Oh, yeah, that was later. But BB uh, <laughs> King, Foo Fighters, even Coldplay. I mean, yeah, everybody. Yeah. Even Studio 6A was officially designated a Rock and Roll Hall of Fame landmark in 2009. Oh, that's cool. That is so cool. So, uh, yeah, they're very proud of their roots in Studio 6A. In fact, even. I bet in- the Longhorns were a little sad to see that. I'm sure. Don't you know? I'm sure. In 2021, they even auctioned off the background from the old studio as a fundraiser for PBS. And that image was the Austin City skyline. Which it still is. Yeah, yeah. But But they auctioned off the one from Studio 6A. And I think it was divided into like 21 panels. Okay. And um, I thought that was... wonder where that is now. But Well, I think pe- different people purchased it. Oh, okay. Like, so you, one panel's in a fraternity on... house somewhere, and one's like <laughs> in somebody's man cave. Okay, I get it. It's a very rich man cave, but yeah. <laughs> for 36 seasons, they... Wow. Still for the long haul, they per- or they did their recording there. So Well, now they have a wonderful new studio yes. called the Moody Theater, and the Moody Theater is a 2,750 seat uh, venue in downtown Austin. Yes. I, what I wanted to say was the progression over the years, like you talked about, it really was in kind of decade phases, like early, early country, like as as pure country as you can go back and imagine. Then into some yeah with Chet Atkins yes. and like yes. Roy Clark like yes. the real basic right uh, yes and then some progressive country and then I thought this was an interesting term that they used so I'm not really sure what examples to give but then they even called it Nashville centered country 
in the 80s. So I'm not sure what okay. examples that well, like a this music is a Texas writer. place, and you know, there's a very distinct Texas country versus Nashville country. Yes, yes. So apparently, in the 80s, Nashville country infiltrated a little. Okay. And then roots music, singer songwriters, that sort of morphed in the 90s. And that's when you started seeing people come in that would have been more like Bjork. Yeah. And yeah. maybe Pearl Jam. Um, yeah. Cowboy Junkies. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Some of those kind of yeah. groups yeah. that were yeah. Indigo Girls. Yeah. That kind of stuff. Rough. Yeah. yeah. But I think it's interesting to also look and see who's been on the show the most right yeah yeah because that to me says then that's who they want the vibe to mostly be so which i bet there's going to be a lot of texans is it willie willie's at the top he's been on 11 episodes stevie ray vaughn was he on a lot he's an austin guy um was an austin guy had he been on i only picked people that had been on five episodes or more okay and i don't see him okay in that um the very very top was willie nelson Lyle Lovett and John Prine. Was Rodney Crowell on a lot? I feel like he was on. He, I saw his name on there a lot. Yes. He's been on five episodes. Okay. That is who right now my friend Rob Ikes, Troy Hensley and Rob Ikes are touring, touring with Rodney Crowell right oh, now. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. How cool. So fun. Some others that have made multiple appearances. Patty Griffin. Oh, yeah. Asleep at the Wheel. I don't even know who that... That's a band. band. I don't know them. Maybe they're just real Austin. Yeah. Well, I don't know. Who knows? You don't have to be Austin. I'm just saying maybe that's why they are there a lot. Delbert McClinton, Roseanne Cash, Jason Isbell, um, Allison Krauss, Robert Earl Earl King, Nancy Griffith, Emmylou Harris. I think Nancy Griffith, Mary Chapin Carpenter, those yes. kind of people is who I think of when I think of Austin City Limits. Country, rootsy. Yeah. 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 A lot of the best, really, information I found about the show were in Texas-specific publications. Yeah. I found this one article in Austin Monthly written by Tracy E.W. Laird. She's even done a book on Austin City Limits. Oh, wow. Okay. But um, I loved a couple of the things that she said about the show. One thing she said was, The show has consistently floated a love for music with sincerity rather than the bedazzlement so often associated with televised music. Okay. And I thought, that is so true. Because so often the artist is sitting on a stool in a t-shirt. It's not like fancy. Yeah. Yeah. Which is interesting because it is broadcast. Like you'd almost think that this must be just a radio show. like Right. Or just in studio. Yeah. Recording. Right. But it's not not so. Yeah. It's always that same set, same background. Sometimes I've seen artists jazz it up a little when Nora Jones was on she had some little like bird things okay birds hanging okay but you know that's probably something she added or right asked to have added yeah. but for, for the, the most, most part, part it's the simple yeah pretty dialed down simple stage with but we do need to highlight dialed back stage or just real simple stage but incredible house band yes. so these guys and these men and women Similar to the players that you would hear on the Grand Ole Opry Opry. each week. These men and women, I mean, they are incredibly talented to sit and play such a wide range of genres. Because now it's literally hip hop. Yeah. I mean, all kinds of music. 
She also said, that same lady, Laird, said, uh, no musical institution so fully epitomizes the city of Austin as does the PBS concert showcase, Austin City Limits. And they've been coined, Austin has, the live, or they've coined themselves, I think we should say, the live music capital of the world. So, so I think often people talk about Nashville versus Austin and the differences and similarities in music. Yeah, I mean, I was trying to think about, like, what has this done for the city? And I do think it solidifies Austin's reputation. I didn't know that they were self-acclaimed well, as the live music capital of the world. The city of Austin yeah. is what coined them that. But that's probably the same with any city. Gets They coin themselves. Right. That's <laughs> true. You know what I mean? That's it's true. not like, yeah. well, yeah. all of us may have called Vegas Sin City. But yeah. other than that. That's <laughs> <laughs> true. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there is, I wouldn't call it a riff. I would call it just um, like natural competition between yes. Nashville and Austin yeah. to um, be the best at, yeah. at, their, at these crafts, at these entertainment yeah. avenues. And even cities, you see comparisons of like, you know, I think they have the Broken Spoke and we have Bluebird Cafe. And yeah. there's like, you know. Who's got the better restaurant? Yeah, and yeah. Barbecue and all yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. So funny. And I, I mean, as I was doing research for this, I did see a lot of similarities between this and the Grand Ole Opry, but they're different. But they're very different. Too. Even just from the attire that you were just talking about, I mean, it would not be any surprise to see someone take the stage at the Grand Ole Opry in like a gown, right? Really dress, dress. Yes, as if this is an award show, or yeah, of that caliber. But yeah, just very different. And and that's funny too because that's a radio show. <laughs> right? So that's not even being that broadcast. That's hilarious. Actually, I, mean, I haven't thought about that because there is a live group it's, there. Yeah. And that's a slightly larger group, but only yeah. by maybe a thousand people compared to this yeah, I don't theater and the Studio 6A, what the size of that was. I would think it was significantly know. smaller. I would think so. Yeah. Than that. Yeah. But it anyhow. had to have been. Well, from the show going for many years um was birthed a music festival yes so crazy the austin city limits music festival i believe it was 2002 when that was born okay let's see is that right yes and then in 2013 it expanded to two weekends like it started out just one and now it's two weekends so it's i mean it draws quite a lineup in October each year, so it's already passed Just this year. Passed, yeah, right. And had quite the lineup. They're already, you know, of course, you can already go ahead and sign up if you want to be the first to know the 2024 lineup. But yeah, it was um, two consecutive three-day weekends this past October. For a music lover, that would be pretty fun. This past year, they had Kendrick Lamar, Lumineers, Foo Fighters, Shania Twain, Alanis Morissette, Mumford and Sons. Okay, let me just be honest. I'm only saying the names of the bands that I've heard of because <laughs> I don't there want... was a day you would have known them all, but I don't want to mispronounce and sound now like a you grandma. have a child and not there... as many music festivals are happening. There are a lot more headliners than I'm naming off right now, but I'm not familiar with them and I'm going to mispronounce them. Go, with the, them, go so. with the 90s ones that you know. That's right. Shania and Foo Fighters. <laughs> Over at well, the throwback stage, <laughs> you can find all the ones I just named. I've never seen the Lumineers. I know you have. I yes, would love to see so them. they're so good. Okay. Now, they do try to keep this local. And I love that. 
So if you are making a trip to Austin, let me tell you how you go about getting tickets because it's going to be tricky to get them if you're not a resident. Right. They do. Yeah. And I I like that they do this, actually, because they want it to be a blessing to the city. Yeah. So about a week before each taping, they put an online entry form up where you would receive passes that are given out in pairs for every show. And so, you know. Is it free? Do you know? Is it free or is it ticketed? We don't know. Good question. Okay, that's okay. Well, you can look that up and find that info online too. I think it's free. Okay. And I believe they say like, if you see that there's tickets for sale, then don't buy Mm -mm. them because they're not real. Right. Well, or they're just profiting from free tickets. Well, I don't think that. Yeah. You can transfer them okay. or something. I see. I think yeah. is how yeah. it works. Yeah. So anyway, two or three days before um, the show, they randomly choose the winners. Okay. So that's why I'm saying you couldn't really just like, do I want to go to Austin to see don't, Austin City Limits? Well, you can't plan a trip around. You right. don't even know if you're going to land the tickets. Yes, true. So if you know you're going to be there. Yeah. And when they put that weeks up, you can try to get them. Yeah. But. For the most part, it's not like you can plan a trip around if you get, you know, if you get the tickets, because at that point, it's probably too late to buy an airfare. True. To get there. That's true. But I like that they do that, do it that way. Yeah. So that, you know, they keep it pretty local. Anyway, that's on their website. Yeah. How you go about getting the tickets. And then if you want to um, watch the show, if you don't have any intentions of going, but you just like, I want to check this out. Yeah. For four week, the four most recent broadcast episodes are available to stream for four weeks. Cool. So that's something else you can do. That's just on PBS.org, I think. Right. Yeah. Yes. Um, you can also watch clips and uh, behind-the-scene videos there as well. And then in addition to watching on the PBS site, they um, Austin City Limits has a YouTube channel. Oh, yeah. And on that, you can watch artist interviews, video outtakes from the show, things like that. Cool. And then I'm sure there's some other YouTube Yeah. And if you want to watch it live, just check whatever your PBS, local, local PBS station, lo- is. station is and find where it's, what time and everything's there. Or if you're just like, okay, we didn't get tickets to the show. We're here in Austin. I'm very interested in Austin City Limits. You could still... Go behind the scenes and do their venue tour of the Moody Theater. That Fine. starts at 11 a.m. Monday through Saturday. It's about a 90-minute tour. And um, go see the famous city background. Yeah. You get to go behind the scenes. You get to see all this um, apparently stunning music photography from the years. Hear insider stories and just walk in the footsteps of all those legendary stars that have taken the stage. So that. That takes place, like I said, Monday through Saturday. Uh, I think it meets just right there at the box office, which is located on Willie Nelson Boulevard. So great. Basically, that's West 2nd Street. But (laughs) yeah. Well, this show would never have happened without the um, desire of the then program director at KLRN, Bill, I hope I say this right, Arhos. It's A-R-H-O-S, Arhos. Uh, He lived from 1934 till 2015. Cool. And in 2014, Austin City Limits established their own Hall of Fame. And I loved that he was one of the, um, their founder, Bill Arhos, 
was one of the inaugural inductees. Sounds right. Yes. Absolutely. As well as Willie Nelson, Stevie Ray Vaughan, a couple others. Yeah. So anyway, it was his um, idea and birthing that mm-hmm. caused this almost 50-year-old show to, to be born. And really, I what I read was that they were just looking for show ideas. And yeah. So the just... producer, Paul Bosner, and the director, Bruce Scaife, or Scaff. Um, yeah, those three guys, I think, really were wanting to put Austin on the map. Yeah, yeah. It's crazy. More for the music, so. Yeah, so, I mean, if you're a Southern music lover or just love Music lover. And music you lover, to find yourself in the South. This is a huge piece of Southern culture Absolutely. that a music lover would just thoroughly enjoy. So, And yeah. I think there's books, documentaries, all that, if yeah. the podcast has piqued your interest. Yeah, this is just an appetizer for you. So (laughs) enjoy it. Check out PBS and find your local listings. Until then, peace be with y'all. Have a good week. Leave us a review. And share with another music lover. (laughs) 